All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brother Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. And actually, this week you get an appetizer because you are getting served up some frog legs because I sound like I've swallowed a frog. (laughs) I'm not sick. I do not know what's going on, but I do sound really messed up. I think I had drainage in my throat the other night, so I just sound really messed up. So, yeah. Hope you guys enjoy it for this episode. Yeah, you sound like an old lady that smoked 20 packs of cigarettes. So. Yeah, last name, or some old na- lady named Gertrude or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you really do. So. <clears throat> well, I will say I've always thought that I've, I, and I, it kind of goes for everybody. I don't really enjoy hearing my voice recorded. I've, I mean, obviously doing this, I've grown accustomed to, and I'm at peace with it. But uh, it'll be kind of interesting to hear this bounce back at me and what it actually sounds like. So may- maybe it's a better voice for radio. Yeah, it might be, man. You might add a little sophistication to the show, and you know, better yeah. than what, what we got now. So. Yeah, well, sophisticated. Oh, go ahead. How does one get that? I need to get some, like, that kind of voice that you got. I know, right? I I seriously considered about, like, at the beginning when we first started, which was forever ago now, um, you know, trying to talk with slightly a deeper voice or something just so that I didn't. Because I, you know, the way that your mind plays tricks on you and everything, I feel like I sound fine. But then when it's recorded and everything and played back to me, I feel like it sounds completely awkward and I hate it. But like I said, that's kind of what everybody goes through. So, I mean, does your wife like think you got that like sexy voice going now? Or no, she hasn't. She's hasn't had that reaction. It's been more of that reaction of, "Are you sick? Sick? Get away from me! Stay away from <laughs> yes, exactly. Stay away from me." Well, Don't. you know, it is interesting that your our wives are at that point where, you know, you have you have two kids, right? Oh yeah. I've got three boys. And so if you remotely say, Man, I think I just coughed up a lung, like your own could be almost dying, your wife will go, Oh my gosh, are you sick? Stay away from me. But if your kid remotely even like coughs a little bit, they'll go, Oh my gosh, come here, baby. I love you. Here, let me hold you. You okay? They immediately <laughs> comfort them but us get away from me (laughs) yeah oh yeah it's uh it's the struggle well yeah you're either on the couch not because you're in trouble but you're on the couch because you don't want to make anybody sick or yeah if you lay in the bed we're gonna we're gonna wash the sheets (laughs) and get those clean so we don't want any germs hanging around so my wife does that she washed the sheets the next day so yeah, well, for me, I've actually slept slept on the couch quite a lot recently, and not for the negative connotation, but uh, recently, I don't know what the deal has been, but the kids have not been sleeping well throughout the night, so I, to, since I go to bed later than my wife, to not disturb her, I just choose to sleep on the couch because there was one night where I went to bed and she did wind up waking up and it ruined her whole night's sleep, which was a whole whopping like three hours of sleep, maybe. 
So to avoid that in lots of situations, I've just decided to stay on the couch and let her catch up on sleep because it's been a struggle for her. So yeah, that's the uh, uh, I didn't have it ready, and I, I'm not not making fun or light of the situation, but I should have had the uh, sad violin music ready for that instant. Yeah, that would have been good. But yeah, so um, yeah, we're we're gonna begin this talk here, Michigan football. But actually, I'm going to throw in a curveball. Um, and when we transition things here into uh, the sports talk, there will be something else that I will be talking about before we get into the football talk. Uh oh, Craig, Craig doesn't know what it is, so <laughs> keep him on his toes. What's gonna happen? <laughs> so yeah, that becomes. Yeah, you never know what to expect now. Oh boy, here we go. Be scared, Craig. You've no, got like ten very, seconds. Very You've got ten seconds to brace yourself or so. <laughs> I better go get something to drink. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so I know that Craig is completely frightened now. And he's uh, yeah. totally yeah. scared. And I know <laughs> I know something that would totally freak him out. And it's two words, but it's not I'm not I'm gonna not put him through that torture. Do you know what I would allude to as being pure torture for you? Uh, we haven't done it in a long time. Yeah, the book. Yeah, the trivia time. We're not doing that though. We're not doing that. <laughs> The, the curveball that I'm throwing in is actually not baseball, but I'm throwing some basketball in. Um, okay. Just, just a little something. I don't know if you've seen it. And actually, I have to go back because I haven't been on social media in a little while. Go back and check uh, the status of things. So, did you notice the results of basketball games today? Uh, kind of. I haven't looked them over a little bit. Did you see what has uh, happened in the... Uh, Big Ten tournament results so far. Well, well, yeah, I know. I know what you mean. You know what I'm getting at? Yeah, I know what you're getting at. I, I, I'm, and I'm laughing. Can I, do I, do I get to laugh? You can laugh and I'll let you answer if you want. Cause I'm, you know, the answer. I'm going to laugh because. Ohio, Ohio state. Right? Yes. How, 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 Ohio State, can, can you tell me something? How, how, how is it possible to lose? Not, not only did you lose at home, but you lost to one of the worst Big Ten teams in the country at Rutgers. <laughs> Was it at home? Uh, it's the tournament, though, isn't it? So, yeah. Or, isn't it played in Chicago? I have not been keeping up. Well, with I don't know, and that's where I'm wondering. Well, let's check, and I'm, I'm, I think you're right. Yeah, Rutgers beats. Yeah, Mich- yeah. So, so the thing that, um, a little. Uh, no, you're right. Yeah, a little okay. chuckle out that I got out of it, because I always love social media and. Uh, the Rutgers, Rutgers isn't even a 500 team. Yeah, no, they, I think that's their fourth win this season against a Big Ten team. Yeah. So, but uh, I I went ahead and put out there a question for people. And so I'm interested to get, get your reaction because I don't think you saw it. Question, 
Is losing to Rutgers in the first round of the Big Ten basketball tournament equivalent to getting shut out in your football bowl game? <laughs> well, I will say this, and I'm 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 guessing most Michigan fans will say this: they have to being shut out in a in a in a, in a big time game like that, and and you are in the playoffs and getting shut out, and you don't score one point is 10 times worse than getting beat by Rutgers in a basketball game in the conference. Because first of all, Ohio State, all your money, all your money goes into football, every bit of it. You're just divvying out money to the other programs, right? Basketball, baseball, softball, whatever you want to you know, swimming. I don't care. Yeah. But you don't, you don't lose like that. Very especially, true. especially when you hammered all year about you should be in the playoffs and you only lost once, and and then pretty much getting on Michigan about how we shouldn't be in there, and then you get in there and you actually, in a way, push aside Penn State, and you didn't even win your conference championship in the Big Ten but you still got in and you don't even score a point. I guarantee you Penn state would at least scored. And yeah. that's, that's bad. This is bad, but that's even worse. That's just my two cents. Uh, uh, what are your, what's yours? This is not, this is not good. This has not been a big, very good year. No, or at least a year or a couple of years for Ohio state, Ohio state basketball and football have not been ending their seasons very well. Now they, I did see that Ohio state has the, they're not going to the NCAA tournament um, by and long. Well, quite a big shot, um, but they have not yet announced if they're going to be accepting a uh, bid into the NIT tournament. So it could have been their last game of the season. So, yeah, um, both basketball and football could have ended very ugly for them, but I definitely do have to agree with you that the magnitude of the football loss was worse, but the embarrassment on both sides is uh, pretty laughable. <laughs> so I, I, I just had to share that. And I know that we don't talk basketball much on here, and maybe sometime in the future if we get uh, more time to work with the uh, – sports casts and things like that. We've talked about maybe doing more basketball, but just the, I know it's the off season, but basketball starts before football is over. So that whole thing, but maybe sometime in the future, maybe we'll see. We're still, we're still fresh ish into this. So the future is bright. Congratulations to Rutgers. Yes. I would they play Northwestern next, if I'm correct, from what I've seen. So I think it would be very appropriate if Northwestern just stomped them into the ground and made them look like an inferior team. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah, because Northwestern actually is, uh, you know, pretty good team. But um, yeah, and they should be tournament bound. I know when they had that. Um, not to drag this the basketball conversation out too long, but when they beat Michigan, they had the big celebration and everything. I didn't realize that it essentially punched their card to the tournament, which I still don't quite understand because you've got like 20, what seemed like 20 teams on the bubble. Yeah. And so to guarantee that still with, I think there were two games left to play and then the conference tournaments that that guaranteed that they were in. 
But any anyways, they stormed the court and everything, and I was a little confused. But then they also had a big mark where I think it was the most wins for their basketball team in a single season and that yeah. whole thing. Well, even if you saw that pass down the court, yeah, it was just amazing. I mean, you it literally went past at least two to three over three guys' heads right in his hand. It's like one of those plays you just go, are you kidding me? You know, and <laughs> it was one heck of a throw, man, and they got it. Wow. Those are the kinds of things I, you know, and it couldn't happen to a better program. I like Northwestern. You and I have this. Like we like mutual like Northwestern, but um, but uh, yeah, they're playing great at the right time. And yeah, they're balling, which is great. But uh, yeah, and you know, I in congrats to Penn State, they won. They beat uh, Nebraska tonight too. So and they actually went into overtime with that win. So, but uh, it really, really looks like it's going to be uh, Purdue. You know, winning it all, it, it, it just because Purdue. You know, obviously, <laughs> interesting thing about Purdue is they're incredible. They have a really good basketball team. It's just you know the football team just left, <laughs> isn't very good. And you know, obviously, I think uh, they sink their money into basketball a little bit more than they do football. But uh, you know, you got Purdue and Wisconsin up there, and, and then there you go. You got the rest. Yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Yep. Last thing last thing I'll say about basketball before we do move to football talk, um, that play that Northwestern beat Michigan on, yeah, just one of those totally insane ones. And that that one was bad, though, because uh, <laughs> the one that I relate it to, because some of those plays, you know, they just happen. Um, like the one that really reminded me of was the Christian Leitner um, oh, shot against Kentucky. Yeah. Um, and that one was at least defended. I mean, he shouldn't have been able to catch it like that. But uh, but at least the defender was there on him. And, and, I mean, I know Michigan had a defender there, too, but that ball was like two feet from the basket. <laughs> Leitner um, shot from the free throw line uh, area. So it was more, I mean, that was insane and Everything like that. But, yeah, that was unfortunate. But Big Ten tournament, Michigan's still in it with actually – well, I guess actually um, this is kind of a general discussion episode. We don't have a, a huge set topic. We have some stuff with the football team coming up. But not going to get into a whole lot, but glad to hear that the Michigan basketball team is safe. Did you yeah. hear that story? Yeah. They got enough signature wins to get in. Some big wins, obviously, against uh, Michigan State and Purdue. Well no, well, no. Did you hear about the what happened today? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. with the plane. Yeah. That's what I was alluding to oh, okay. by, with by safe. Because I thought that was crazy to see. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. That's yep. like one of those things that you always are like, oh, that's never going to happen to me. It's like, oh, crap. That uh, That would suck. Yeah, so. very much so. Yeah, well, I, did, I didn't that, see Actually, you know, the thing is, um, Caleb, is I actually was a part of a plane that, you know, I went um, I went during the wintertime, but, um, you know, they got that spray stuff. They put it on the plane, but uh, we were, you know, you're when you're about ready to take off, you're flying down the runway, and literally our plane uh, hit the brakes before we even took off. I mean, it literally... 
you know, we spent almost a dead stop going that fast. And I went, oh, my God, what's going on? But I guess something was freezing up the one of the wings. And I went, well, holy smokes, that's scary. I can't imagine it, you know, sliding off a runway. Yeah. I mean, because of the winds that were happening. So, it, it, yeah, the winds up here in Michigan right now are just, man, they're like, what, 64 miles per hour or something like that? So. I don't know. It was crazy. Um, my wife was supposed to go out and do some stuff today, and she decided not to. I mean, she wasn't even going to be driving too far, but she didn't. And I didn't hold anything against her. I mean, she didn't have to go out. But, yeah, it was, it's was. it been bad winds, power outages everywhere. So, yeah, glad that the team's okay, and we'll see yeah. how they do in the Big Ten tournament. But, yeah, that was another crazy um, kind of news thing that just happened for Michigan here. But yet, uh, Illinois is coming up, so that'll be hopefully do do well with that. So, yeah. But, yeah. So, on to football. Long kind of uh, intro talk there, but on to football. Uh, the recent activities for the Michigan football is the NFL Combine. So, Craig, this is going to be kind of uh, probably be more on your front because. I didn't follow it as closely as I wanted to. This was actually a really busy time of the year for me for work. Um, and all mm-hmm. chaos broke through. So I'm, I missed a lot of it, and I'm kind of playing catch-up. So you, uh, if you want to give your instant reaction about the NFL Combine for Michigan players. Well, I'm going to answer your question with a question for you, and then we'll kind of break the discussion. So let's let's kind of talk about... Uh, well, let's talk about Jabril Peppers at this moment, and then I'll kind of break into a question I'll ask you, and we can kind of go with the discussion with that. But um, um, Jabril did uh, pretty, he did a pretty good job. Um, you know, I think he ran like a, f- a four four six, um, which isn't too bad actually. I kind of thought maybe he'd run a little bit faster, but uh, he did pretty well. I think he did enough that a lot of people think that he might go in the later in the first rounds with what he did. Uh, he had a lot of reps. Um, he did really well um, as far as uh, certain things. Um, but you know, he's a hybrid player, so a lot of teams are going to either be scared of that or. Um, they're going to pick them and then use them in certain situations because they like that kind of player. But um, the thing is, is, you know, obviously him saying that, you know, I, I, I'm a safety player and, you know, and then Jabril's, he's not that tall. He's only 5'10", 213 pounds, but uh, he, 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 he's not very tall at that position, at the safety position. And I believe the NFL likes, you know, kind of tall secondaries. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes. My thing would be, and I would ask you is where do you see, where would, where would you see Jabril since he is a hybrid guy? What do you think that they can better, best utilize him? Oh, dang it, man. This is, (laughs) this is not my strong suit, (laughs) but you know what? And I'm not even talking about what he thinks he wants to be, you know what I mean? We're talking about, he's a nickel, you know, a linebacker or safety. He's, he plays both. So yeah, that's like, according to you, where do you think he would be best utilized? I honest on your, on your opinion and not basically what NFL people, 
people think and and what he thinks. I th- I honestly think. I feel from what I've observed, and I'm going to use observe because I have not studied. From what I've observed, I would probably lean towards linebacker. Okay. Because um, he, that's more in the middle of things. Right. And his vision and speed, um, and he, just the way he is able to break down plays, like know what's happening when and where. I think it'd be better for him to be in the grind of things rather than being more separated in the safety position. He's, uh, he, I mean, obviously he's played in that position before and he's still done a great job and even come up and done blitzes from the safety position and things like that. But I just, I think he might be able to be more useful in the linebacker position. Yeah, you want him to use this, and I think you're you're probably talking about the very fact he's a great tackler, and we you know you and I have seen him in games where he was fantastic at tackling. So, yeah. um, I'm going to kind of go. And it's difficult because you know he's he, you know, safety position is a little bit different than corners. You want a little bit taller corners and safeties. You don't have to be as tall, so. You know, because the, the the outside uh, uh, receivers are very you know much on the uh, with speed and, and and size. So, but um, and I guess in a way I see what you're saying with linebacker. But then again, I'm also falling into safety because I kind of see him as a, like a Troy Palomalu kind of player at strong safety, and he kind of reminds me of because Troy wasn't that he wasn't that big either. In fact, Troy was he was only five ten too. And he was like one of the best Steelers safeties in the country. So I kind of see him like that. And I don't think people knew that Troy was that good. I mean, well, he was a great college football player, but I don't think he, they actually thought that he would be a great safety at that time. In, in fact, he ended up being, he, he played safety up close. And that's where I see Peppers as more of that, not covering uh, zones and out, out, as far back, but I see him up up close, uh, more blitzing safety that Troy was, and that's where I see him. Where you're t- kind of talking, where he actually can rush up where the linebacker position is, and then use that speed too. So, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting question, but I also see him as, you know, if you want to push this question a little bit farther, is I actually see him more maybe is more of an offensive weapon than a defensive weapon because of the very fact is they don't know where to put him. So, you know, I think he's a really good punt returner or kick returner, so they'll use him at that. Or, you know, use him as a running back. You know, at times Michigan used him as running back, not as heavily I thought they should because, you know, they need him on defense. But I actually think he would be a really good uh, offensive player. Yeah. Yeah, no, I um, I can agree with you on that. I mean, I – the way I was approaching it was, I mean, it. I don't think there's a real right or wrong thing for right. him right now. And I imagine that whatever team takes him will experiment with him rather than trying to force him into something. Unless, I mean, and it's like a magic over there, but unless the Patriots get him because they seem to be able to discern exactly where players are supposed to go and where they're going to play the best. So, Yeah, yeah. So... 
But um, as far as uh, as far as the other players are concerned, you know, I some of the other players did really really well. I thought uh, Darbo thinks going to be a dark horse receiver. Uh, ran very very well. Uh, so did um, Chesson. So those two guys are going to do really well. Uh, well there um and obviously you know uh taco i think is going to go really really high because of the very fact is this year uh, and what he proved um he's going to be a high draft pick uh, so uh i think and you know and you're going to have other one i think jordan lewis i think jake butt's going to go early so you're going to see a lot of guys going early this year um the very fact is um i think you're going to see I'll, – I'll kind of predict. I think you're going to see Taco Charlton going early, uh, Jordan Lewis. I think you're going to see Peppers make the first round but uh, at the end. And then I think you're going to see uh, Wormley, uh, you know, in that somewhere around there. So I'm, I'm kind of guessing. But uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Peppers got went to the second round. Let's just say that. But uh, I hopefully, hopefully he does. But I do – the one player that's a little bit interesting to me is is Jake Butt because of the very fact is if he wasn't injured, <laughs> he'd be a first round. He'd be the number one tight end, but he got hurt, and I think that's scaring some teams away. So he might just go in the second round. So, um, but uh, I see Amaro Darbo actually going over Chesson. Just because of the very fact is Darbo had a really good combine. He uh, ran really fast. He caught everything. Um, he had some fantastic catches throughout the year, didn't he? And it, yeah. you know, one arm handed. I mean, just incredible balls. In fact, some of the balls he caught were overthrown that he shouldn't have. <laughs> and uh, he'll do really well. And it, and the guy I actually think is going to be really interesting. And I tweeted this out, and I think a lot of people responded to it. Like was uh, Devion Smith. I see Devion Smith fitting perfectly with the Patriots because the fact is they like that quick uh, uh, receiver that they can uh, Tom Brady can dump pass to and, and get quick out to the flat. And then you got the you know the power runner like uh, Legarrette Blunt. And Legarrette Blunt's getting older. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of tread on those tires. So, and, um, he, you know, he can do well for a couple of years, maybe a year. And then Devion Smith reminds me of him power back, strong, can push the pile. And um, he'd be great. But uh, I think, you know, you're going to see Chesson move in the later rounds. I don't know where he'll go, but uh, in Glasgow and, and Braden, those guys will probably go in the later rounds, but uh, what it, 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 the, the players I thought would do a little bit better in the, in the combine would be stribbling. I thought he'd do a little bit better. And I thought uh, um, he had, a, he had an okay combine. He did. He wasn't great, but, uh, but uh, those are the players I think are going to do well. And, and Michigan's going to have a lot of players that is kind of similar to Ohio state was last year. They're going to yeah. have 10 or 12. So, you have quite a few players. Yeah, it will be interesting to see with how many. Kind of changing the direction of the question, what uh, I, I mean, there's the popular opinion, but who do you think then will be the first Michigan player off the board? Um, I th- oh boy, that's a tough one. I th- I really think Taco Charlton's going to go first. Yeah, that's that's it's been the back popular. Jordan Lewis, yeah, or Jordan Lewis. It'll be between those two. So, yeah, some people are thinking that people might get on the uh, 
Pepper's bandwagon or hype train or whatever you want to call it, and that he might go high. I personally don't think so. Right. I mean, I think that he can go first round, but I do believe that Taco is probably going to be the first one. He's He had a great year, yeah. and he had a great combine, and he's just been yeah. a strong uh, strong player with his presence and everything. Um, what's, uh, what player do you think, in your reaction to everything, either you, you can – pick one of these which ones surprised you with their performance most at the combine or which one do you think helped their draft stock the most from the combine um uh, boy that's a tough one uh, you know i want to say you know i could say that peppers in a way did because of the very fact that he did it i think he did some things twice didn't he i think he uh, worked out yeah, he worked out with the safeties and then he did it with linebackers. So, and that has been impressive. You know, a lot of players don't need to do that, and he did, which is pretty cool. But, um, it, you know, I, I think uh, I think Devion Smith did a pretty good job. I heard did a pretty good job of you know, his stock and rising. And you know, a lot of teams want that power back. You know, and he did great with Michigan. But, um, and a lot of teams like that. You know, and so. I think you know. There's. I think he's one. I think. Uh, I think. You know. I, I think Devion Smith is probably one of the guys. I think did really, really well for himself. So, and um, oh, Darbo. I'd say. I'd say. Darbo over all of them because of the very fact is he caught everything. He ran particularly fast. In fact, I think he ran just about as fast as Chesson around that same time. Yeah, and I yeah. think he's going to be the guy, the dark horse receiver, and just based on what we know about him, Caleb and you and I cover him for a couple of years and watching him, and just some of the fantastic catches he made. Can you imagine having a quarterback that does get the ball to you know to him right there in his hands? But um, he, uh, I think he probably did the best. So, yeah, I was going to mention Darbo if you didn't bring him up. I. I I wouldn't say that he's uh, – he'd have to be in the talk for one of the Michigan players that definitely uh, improved his stock the most. Um, I, like I said, I didn't stay as close on top of everything, um, so I'm not going to flat out come out and say that he he was the, uh, the leader and everything. But uh, his name has to be mentioned, and uh, someone that – I and this is just my own personal reaction, so I don't know what his outlook exactly was before the combine. But I think things went relatively well for uh, Delano Hill. Yeah, uh, he was yeah. he was a little bit faster than I thought, and just some things like that. Um, so about, he had a ver- good vertical. So yeah, yeah. So um, I think that the combine went well for him. Um, from, I mean, my reading of it afterwards and trying to play catch-up and everything, I think things went well for him. But overall, there were a lot of good things said for the Michigan players. I mean, there were the 14. Um, obviously, um, Jake Butt and Jeremy Clark didn't do a whole lot. Actually, Jeremy Clark did bench. I can't remember if, but no, but didn't. Yeah, he didn't do anything. 
So, right. yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was good combine for Michigan players. And so then it'll be really interesting to watch the draft. Yep. Any uh, any kind of final thoughts on anything with the uh, combine from the combine weekend? Well, just you know, I'm you know excited to see you know how many teams take uh, Michigan players. Also, you know, I you know you think about teams that would probably could utilize Peppers the best. Then you start thinking what teams could utilize Peppers in in the right way, and that would be obviously. Jim Harbaugh's brother, John, and the Ravens, and you know how his brother kind of likes Michigan players. So, and then you know, and I can see him peppers in the at the Patriots too. And the Patriots love unconventional players who really don't have a title, and um, and be able to use a lot of utilize them in a in, a, in an odd way that you never thought would, you could. And um, Patriots get it seem to do that very, very well. And, you know, and, you know, Belichick would be a guy that could take that and use that. So, but, uh, yeah, the combine did really, really well. Thought the, obviously watching the combine, you know, it, it was overshadowed. A lot of Michigan stuff was overshadowed by Ross running at what? Four, two, two or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, that's insane, man. I mean, that's crazy fast. That's God. And he missed out on his island. I know, man. He wearing Nikes. <laughs> but yeah, he's going to be have a pretty good setup, anyways, because I heard that he signed a Nike deal or something. Didn't I think from that whole thing? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's he's going to be in a good spot, anyways. So yeah, well, uh, that was uh, just kind of talk with the combine and everything. A little bit shorter of an episode this week. I don't really have anything else to mention at this time well you know we got uh we had spring uh, practice come out or the dates which was interesting so we got spring dates i think the first practice begins what march end of this month march 24th so that's coming up yeah and that'll be fun and then obviously they're going to the kind of the middle of april and then obviously they and then the end of April, they head to Rome, Italy. So that'll be fun for them. So three days in Rome, three days in Rome. Sounds like a movie, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that they'll be enjoying that. So, yep. Still a yeah. lot going on, even though it's the off season, uh, little bits of information here and there. We're still bringing it to you guys each and every week. Thanks for bearing with my voice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm unless you got anything else, I think that we might wrap things up. Yeah, we had uh, obviously just to kind of keep people up to date. We just had a uh, 2018 um, uh, Jalil Irvin uh, committed, or he picked uh, Auburn over Michigan. He had Michigan as his commit, and then he re- decommitted and picked Auburn. But that just goes to show you, folks, I'm not a big fan of players committing a year out. I just don't like it. I don't like anything about it just because of the fact that they can change your mind and they can be wooed into another team. And in Michigan, that's what happened to us. So, but uh, yeah, good player. Uh, saw some tape on him, but uh, uh, that, that's, that's going to happen. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, a lot of different things can change, coaching changes and things like that. So, yeah. all right, well, it's kind of a – felt like it's been kind of a weird week. So it's just kind of in, in the middle, uh, in the beginning here of the off season, but we'll still be uh, – talking Michigan football so we hope you guys have been uh, having a good week hopefully you have power and if you don't have power hopefully you get back soon if you're in Michigan so uh, but we appreciate you guys tuning in this week uh, and hopefully the weekend will get here fast for you and we'll finish things off with Go Blue Go Blue